0: totally gonna get cut. Yeah, 100%. Are you kidding me? That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. And that's saying a lot, Aaron.
1: Rhyme free doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day and welcome to my bad poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry, primarily between 2004 and 2008 when I was in high school. Each week, we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time, and we'll examine this poem for its historical, philosophical, and literary quality, always asking, why in the world did I write this? I am dragging my dear friend Dave along with me on this journey into my old private journal. Dave, what did you do to deserve this? So... Do you
0: know the story of Sisyphus, who uh, constantly is pushing a rock up the hill? Is that it? Or is he the one who's getting his liver eaten out by crows? I don't know. I feel like the ancient Greeks really missed out on reading middle school and high school poetry as a Sisyphean horrible task. But, you know, it's fun.
1: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Your
0: face there was like, do I be offended? Do I yes and this? Or do I try and punch him through the screen of Zoom?
1: Yeah. If only I took more improv class, <laughs> more than one, because I'm i not good with the yes ands, Dave. It's...
0: No, but you are a kind person. Ha! See what I did there? Like, I did no but? It's that yes and. I took no improv classes.
1: Okay, well, before this goes any more off the rails, let's hear a selection from November 2005. Mm. The date, the 7th. The poem is titled Sing Sing, O Bird of Beauty. For my heart is low with sorrow. Life is fading from grasp, and I hear no more songs. Sing, oh beautiful bird, for my ears are yearning. I have no songs to please me, for the bird is dead. I actually kind of like that. Oh my gosh, Dave, is this a first? Ah!
0: like that was that was like interesting it it sounded like what's what's the word poetic
1: nice yeah i i kind of like this one too just first impressions it it read well wasn't too clunky what what did you think made it sound poetic
0: well i don't know i think part of it is the uh you're getting out of the definitional phase like there is there's more um something uh <laughs> I, I think substance no nah, i wouldn't go that far oh okay
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think there's it's a more poetic language like there's less direct connection to things it's a more disjointed metaphor which helps it sound more poetic if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, so it, it doesn't sound like you're reading out of a Webster's Dictionary. A bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm struck by this one in that I really wish I had better context as to why the bird is dead. Why is the bird dead, Dave? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the question I ask every day when I look out my windows.
1: Do you have dead birds in your
0: yard? Uh, I, we would if we ever cleaned our windows, but our windows are dirty enough that no bird can see its reflection.
1: That is a gift. Yeah, right? I
0: don't know. Why is the bird dead? Life is fading from grasp, and I hear no more songs. Oh, sing. Oh, sing, oh, beautiful bird. I... <laughs> I like the parallel between the first the first line and the start of the like second stanza however you would call that. Sure. Sing o bird of beauty, sing o beautiful bird. Just kind of switching up how you're referring. Huh. And it seems like the first one, sing o bird of beauty, it's talking about hearing or listening for the songs, but then my ears are yearning. I'm you can cut all that. All of those words that I just said mean nothing. <laughs> I, was, I, liter- like, I was reading it and I thought, oh, I have a really good point here. And my point was, it's about hearing stuff.
1: So you're taking the very literal approach to this poem. <laughs> yes. I am listening for a bird song. Yes. Okay.
0: What, is there, is there supposed to be something more to it?
1: I maybe, Dave, there might be a, a metaphor at work in these words. A little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I assume there's some heartbreak. Right. Um, that seems to be implied with my heart is low. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, hit, I hit rock bottom at the end with the, the bird being dead. So I have found myself unable to imagine new love.
0: Well, that's that's one of the things that I'm kind of confused about as I read this. And maybe it's not confusion. Maybe it's there are multiple angles to look at this from. Because like when I hear sing, oh, bird, I think maybe you're talking about a specific person, like you're talking about the the beauty that you found in a specific person, but then the Mm -hmm. bird is dead. I doubt that that's where that metaphor leads.
1: Yeah, no, no one that I had... Any connection to died at this time
0: right and then i was thinking like along the lines of because i know how entrenched in poetry you are hope is a thing with feathers what is that oh that's the emily dickinson uh i never remember the number but yeah hope is a thing with feathers that flies to other stuff <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're really the two people who should be talking about poetry. I
0: mean, really, when you're when you come down to it, what do you need to know about poetry other than to be, a, you know, a boring white man with a buzz cut in their thirties?
1: Ooh, yeah, we're gonna get letters.
0: <laughs> I hope people understand that we understand how bad we are at this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is we. This is all it fun here. Um, <laughs>
0: no, I am serious.
1: <sighs> yeah, I I see the confusion because there is a direct request to a bird. and then I almost feel like this should be a three stanza. Hmm. I have well, I have it structured as three, but I feel like the line I have no songs to please me. Mm-hmm. If I were to structure this today, I'd break that and pair that with the "for the bird is dead" as the as the ending stanza. I think I was going for like that, like turn of the knife or that twist ending. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I left that line as as a stanza unto itself. But I almost feel like that is a separate thought. Um, I have no songs to please me is kind of a realization. I'm making a request to something that is not there. The bird of beauty is is already dead. So these these earnest requests for a song will never be met. Right, later. right. I I like the connection you made of, of hope is a thing with feathers. I think that's what this is going for. The the bird is not a specific person or even a specific relationship. Right. It's that hope of new love or that hope of uh, New friendships and relationships and um, and the like.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and so this was. I'm assuming this was written like freshman year, ish of high school. In
1: 2005. This would be the beginning of sophomore year.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Sophomore slump.
0: Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Kind of that uh, freshman year, you experience that freedom of finally being in high school. You're adult-ish kind of you know you're getting into that at least it you think you're becoming an adult Mm -hmm. um, when really you kind of become an adult when you hit your 30s so then the sophomore year is more the realization that no I am still just the same as I was in middle school this is just another chance to look at myself and figure that out and I Think that that plays into this, kind of in that uh, you're still trying to make sense of your life around you. You're still trying to define who you are and what you're looking for in life. So that love, that heartbreak, feels really definitional to who you are. I remember breaking up with a girl when I was in seventh grade, and my thought was, "I will never love again." This is the end! Uh, And then, you know, that wasn't true, obviously.
1: You didn't marry your seventh grade sweetheart, Dave?
0: Oh, I mean, we dated for, like, I think two and a half weeks. Ooh. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Just reminiscing now.
1: The good old (laughs) years. No, I would never return to these years. Right? (laughs) I think... You're spot on. It's this idea of coming out of freshman year, everything is so exciting and new and just the the wall that you hit sophomore year. It's kind of the second year of anything, mm-hmm. maybe, um, maybe not. But that, that kind of the same old grind or the, the realization that, oh, wait, no, I'm the same person. I, I truly didn't reinvent myself to my core. Yeah. Um, I had that same realization in college, where the first year I was like, "I'm gonna do everything different. No one knows me here. I can be an entirely different person." By sophomore year, I was like, "No, I'm still, I'm still me." It's yep. <laughs> and so the the singing is like perhaps trying to recapture that feeling of newness hmm. or hope. I I, I think going no. back to hope is still that. That that's the strongest metaphor I've gotten from our conversation so far is that hope. It's amazing how seriously we take things. Right. Back in junior high and high school, I yeah I was on the same boat. I truly thought I would never love nearly as, <laughs> as well again as when I held hands. Whoa, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so in between silence and sing. Mm-hmm. which does, okay, I know we both hated silence, but <laughs> there, there does seem to be a nice pairing there and that silence is is the ear is not hearing anything but still listening, mm-hmm. and then this comes um, following it. It's like, what am I listening for? It's, it's the song of a bird. I would say that's a closer connection, but actually there is a huge jump in time. Okay. Um, at least... September.
0: Dear listeners, Aaron is trying to count.
1: Four months.
0: It took him that long to count to four.
1: Yep. My daughter would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> it took me at least four months to write this new this new yeah. poem. And in between that, I have a journal update.
0: Ooh, okay. Juicy gossip.
1: Yes, this comes to us from July 27th, 2005. Uh, Remember, the poem is written in November. So, here's the words. I have to wonder why I write in this thing anymore. I went out with Judy for a month and a half, and then it ended by lack of communication. No luck trying to find a new girlfriend. I am bored out of my mind most of the time. Mm. I, could, I can see why I stick with poetry.
0: I mean, I will say you do a lot more introspection than I would expect from, you know, a freshman going into sophomore year. Like that, uh, being able to say that the relationship broke down because of a lack of communication. Mm. And it's also much less melodramatic than what I expect from high school relationships too.
1: Yeah, but I have to imagine that where the the lack of melodrama is in these very like, state of fact journal entries, they just spill out all over in these poems. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm not exactly sure who I was pining after in November, but it could very well have been Judy and Sing might have been a reference to how this relationship was never going to be again. <laughs>
0: oh Oh, that's heartbreaking
1: (laughs) no it's it's not that heartbreaking
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh you got problems man
1: yeah i do have four separate poems that were written all on this same day Jeez. So I am very excited to, to see what follows Sing because all four of these just came in, in the span of a day. I'm, I'm eager for the next three. We're going to have a quartet here. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if they complement each other at all, but.
0: Well, we we'll shall. see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. We've talked about first impressions and structure. What else was going on? Is there anything we could have learned from this poem looking back
0: uh the short answer is no the long answer is no you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just i'm noticing how much you talk about like you have silence you have this which is about not hearing anything like that—that that is a useful metaphor that you've used before, and I kind of wonder how often you use those metaphors still. Oh,
1: interesting. Am I writing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that would still be a very strong metaphor I rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that resonates with me uh, in my structure of. Uh, understanding the world is this metaphor that again, we're going to go back to the fantasy writers, um, Mm -hmm. but J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and Madeline Lingle, all three of them within their kind of creation myths incorporate song. Yeah. As like the, the, the language of creation or the, the love language of, of God. And so, um, that understanding of, of hearing the song of creation, of hearing the song of, of God's love or, mm-hmm. um, any number of ways that you wish to construct that just, just hearing, uh, the, the resonance of the cosmos. Um, that I think that that is still a, a way in which I frame some of my discussions around, um, creation in the world and, and, the ways in which we can be together in chorus with this song.
0: In chorus. Ugh. <sighs> you and your poetic language.
1: <laughs> oh. No. Okay. Um, you need to get going here. So let's get to our last question that we end each and every podcast with. Dave is this poem good or garbage? So
0: I am a enthusiastic but very bad woodworker. Um, and I recently got some free wood that was sitting by the side of the road. It was partially molded. Uh, so like it was kind of gross and looked terrible. But I turned it on my lathe and the mold kind of gave it this cool like chambray effect. Like it was kind of shining. So I'm I'm gonna say that this is a little bit like that wood. Someone threw it outside. It got rained on a little bit, but there's some real beautiful lines in it.
1: That may be the nicest thing you have ever said to me,
0: Dave. I hate you, Aaron.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i wrote something beautiful
0: i think there's some beauty in this
1: yeah um it's not pristine no not not well polished but you know you just you give it a, a look over and there's some good stuff there there's some no.
0: but to be fair to like uncover that beauty you kind of have to spin it at four thousand rpm and attack it with razor-sharp chisels.
1: So... Well, that sounds less nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm offering to stab your work, Aaron. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, the bird's already dead, Dave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, maybe we should change the title of this podcast to uh, Stabbing Aaron's Work.
1: When you do a spinoff, you can name it whatever you want.
0: When we come back in 20 years and we do a re-listen podcast of our original podcast, then we can call it that. Yes. Okay. Yes. On board.
1: Stabbing Aaron's work, Dave and Aaron re-listen to My Bad Poetry.
0: The amount of enthusiasm you have in your voice right now implies this isn't going to happen, Aaron.
1: This sounds awful, Dave. (laughs) 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 I mean... I hate the sound of my voice. Editing <laughs> these things is already torture. <laughs> I'm more critical than I ever should be about this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. 20 years from now.
0: Okay. Sounds good.
1: Good. Well, friends, we're going to end this uh, with words from a real poet to, to cleanse the palate as, as you um, go about your day. This poet is called Birds of Prey by Claude McKay. It's a, a selection from. Their shadow dims the sunshine of our day as they go lumbering across the sky squawking in joy of feeling safe on high beating their heavy wings of alish gray. This has been My Bad Poetry. Sorry for joining us. Sorry for joining us. <laughs> I really should do this with a beer because I would, then then the, the shots every time you went ugh would be more effective. But
0: Yeah, I finished my coffee, so now I'm just exhausted.
1: I've got here some off-brand um carbonated water.
0: Fancy. Mm-hmm.
1: Rhyme, free, doesn't, 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 doesn't matter, it's my bad, It's poetry. It's poetry. <laughs> <laughs>